Faisal. Yes. Um, I, I feel like you're wanting some attention right now. You you picked up <laughs> something and put it on your head. You you want to share? What's up, bud? Oh. How's it going? <laughs> How's it going there? Is, what is that? Is that a stuffed animal or an action figure? Yes. What is that? Oh, it's a stuffed animal. Would you like to share yes. what kind of stuffed animal that is, friend? And it what its is, name is? It is a cat. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it's a cat. Can you not see? It's a cat. <laughs> um, can you tell me why there's a cat on your head? A stuffed animal cat on your head? I don't know. It's just winded up there. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thank you for sharing, friend. Okay. Over time, history shared tales of a world of magic and an escape gifted to them by the gods. The story of the fall would indeed fall to the ages as myths and legends. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, a.k.a. Simorg. Join me today in welcoming today's returning Pathfinders. We got Daedalus back with us today. Howdy, everyone. We also have Faisal. What's up, my dudes? <laughs> and we've got two new faces joining us today on the podcast. We'll start with Jolith. How you doing, buddy? Welcome. Hey, hey, happy to be here. And we also have Plate. Welcome in, friend. How's it going, guys? <laughs> Okay, so super excited, plus 10 at least, that's for sure. So also want to go on ahead and make sure I give a big shout out to uh, all of the Imperial Flames and those are the subscribers here, both here and on YouTube, uh, and the Patreon supporters over on Patreon.com for uh, their subscriptions every month. Much love, much appreciation to all of you. Not uh, our expected goal, but a, a definite added bonus. Um, also... The uh, timeline you see that I had set for myself was that by this weekend, right now, at this time, I said that I would have the pages that were up populated with the information, that we'd have our working foundation for asheshq.com. And friends, it is all completed. The foundation is set. The forums are good. The pages are good. Each week, I will be adding uh, probably one to two pages, uh, adding to the catalog. And uh, it's going to be, honestly, it's going to be growing quite a bit. So stay tuned. Definitely go check it out. And uh, it is the home, now the home of the Ashes Pathfinder show. So you'll see a lot of uh, the show tying in, a lot of the people you see here tying in to both uh, HQ and all of the other places that you see Ashes of Creation. Speaking of Ashes of Creation and the show, now, a couple months ago or so, I did get this podcast up legitimately in audio form on places like iTunes, Spotify, uh, you know, Podbean, Google Podcasts, um, and we're adding to more every day. However, I usually don't really make a note of this, and I, and I realize I should, you can leave a five-star review over on iTunes. It would be greatly appreciated. If you leave a nice comment, I'm probably going to read it. If you shoot us a mail, you can shoot us a message weekly. Um, you can shoot it over to the ashespathfinders at gmail.com. 
Be sure to join us on Twitter at Ashes Pathfinder and uh, catch us here for the live show every day or sorry, every Sunday at 5 p.m. CDT. You can call in at 1-539-664-6801. Speaking of call-ins, friends, we've got a call-in again. This time, <laughs> yeah, this time. So, gentlemen, we're going to please a moment of silence here so we can go on ahead and play the second call-in. And it, it does sound quite interesting. Let's Let's take a listen, friends. Here's a little something for you. If you're brilliant or maybe just daft, and you're looking for theory to craft. Watch Seamurg or just Phoenix go round like a helix to discuss the creation from ash. There's Daedalus and Faisal and Wandering Mist, and content creators come on as a guest. They're sharp as a tack <laughs> and clever as a sonnet. You can even buy a shirt with iconic wings on it. So join the crusade on Twitch or podcast. Find Ashes HQ. For more info on that that was amazing that was again horrendous only this time he wasn't using a, an accent he was actually rhyming in poem that was beautiful thanks a lot friend i loved it the no, minute i got no, that I, I was just oh i was laughing pure joy but uh man that was beautiful so um horrendous. <laughs> yeah. you're able to come on my caravan anytime <laughs> <laughs> long as you speak in poem friend so <laughs> now i i do I really do appreciate that man the the site is live uh, building a very very great community hub for theory crafting discussion analysis lore all the stuff and things it's gonna be a great place for the community and i'm giving it my best to bring you the best showing as much love for the community as i possibly can so definitely join us there but back to the joining us part we have two new faces today and uh, in typical, we could say in customary Pathfinder fashion, when we have a Pathfinder who joins us on the show, we like to let them kind of tell us their Ashes origin story, if you will, and kind of what their goals are if they're creators or community members. Some some people lead guilds, some people create content, um, but kind of what their goals are as their part in the community. So we'll start with Jolith first. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty short and sweet. Um, you know, I'm a big book nerd and, um, I, I came across Steven's vision and I kind of fell in love with it. So, um, back, you know, May 1st, 2017, I realized the Kickstarter was going live and you know, I jumped all over it and, um, you know, I made a little content during apocalypse and everything, um, ended up building a new computer and switching over to Twitch and that's pretty much all she wrote. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm all in and I'm excited to, to, keep uh building up our community fantastic and uh, what about you plate so <clears throat> where do i start um so funny enough i originally got into ashes like a couple weeks ago when asmongold first streamed it mm -hmm. and i was like i thought it was gonna i was, thought it was gonna be really bad like apart from what i heard with apocalypse i didn't i thought it was just gonna be a total um battle royale anyways so um, once I heard that, no, they're actually like going to be an MMO and, and someone's like, you should look at ashes. And I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. And I looked at it, dude. And like within two weeks, I ended up buying the 375 pack. Um, but yeah, dude, I didn't even hear about it until 
couple weeks. Well, I would say months ago now. Whenever, whenever the uh, Swamp Boys pack was out in the beginning of that, was that two months ago? <laughs> Swamp Boys pack, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh fuck, dude, I got, I gotta, I gotta buy into this. Um, but yeah, so I ended up doing that, and then um, I originally created a guild. I just started a guild, actually. If you guys are looking for a guild, uh, hit me up. But um. Yeah, I created a guild around New World, and now that we got to see all the the face of New World right now and the ass it is, <laughs> um, it only gives us more hope that Ashes is going to be really good. And from piggybacking off of, from that game to this game, we like immediately switch gears, and now we're like pretty much all Ashes. But we do have some some guys doing New World and stuff like that in the meantime, right? Is we're looking at like what, like a two year, two and a half year. It depends, wait. man. Yeah, it really does yeah. depend. Like, I mean, there were they did talk on the. We're going to be discussing the live stream here shortly, but they discussed yeah. on the live stream how they've been doing a lot of hiring, and so you know, part of from my perspective anyway, I think that if they're able to. Uh, you know, hire the people they need in these positions, then, I mean, clearly the, the game is going to develop faster uh, than it is if they don't have right, those yeah. people. Um, especially, and, you know, the higher the quality of the, the people on the team, which, quite frankly, they've had some great people on the team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they do. I mean, I think... Really good. I think we've hypothesized, we've speculated, we've kind of, in theory, we've, we've kind of proposed that one and a half to two years is pretty pretty logical if they especially if they fill those positions and you know of course there's the the recent update with uh them publishing on their own now in the eu and uh that's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be big amsterdam right they said mm -hmm. amsterdam. correct yeah opening an office there <laughs> yeah so we'll see how that goes but um apart from that yeah dude um i jumped in ashes <laughs> like in the deep end you know I, I got swarmed in it i'm still learning everything um there's so much to the game True. you know Especially with lore and everything, so um, yeah. But I'm I'm also streaming too, guys. I'll uh, I'll throw up my uh, my link in chat if you guys if you guys want to go ahead and follow me over there. But um, yeah, dude, happy to be a Pathfinder. Happy to be here. Thanks yeah, for having me for sure. So speaking of the live stream, right? We I wanted going to make a note quickly about the cosmetics. You talked about the Swamp Boys. So yeah, September second is when the current set of cosmetics that are out are going to be swapping over uh it's going to be the swap uh i believe it's september 7th is your last date so you just got to register to ashes of creation in order to uh you've got to register ashes of creation by that date in order to get that housing item um so yeah keep that in mind and then uh on top of that so talking about some of the announcements in one minute here here i'll link it for you hold on a second uh, in chat, they were talking about the ref. There you go. Uh, they've recently swapped to the 4.25 Unreal Engine, or they're in the process of doing that. Uh, so one thing, I guess, before we dig into the the goal post that I had on the agenda was, overall, anybody jump in here, what was your biggest takeaway from the live stream, thing you enjoyed seeing the most, and then maybe just how you overall, you know, your overall kind of like perception of it all was this time around? I'm going to maybe take a stab at that. So I would say I was a little pleasantly surprised to see that they were fleshing out or at least giving 
conceptually what the skill trees might look like. Um, not necessarily the the content of the spells per se, but how they're organizing it with you know passives, active skills, and weapon skills. Um, I thought that was really um, I would say my biggest takeaway. And it was interesting to see what they were planning to do with the hybrid combat. I hadn't thought of a toggle option, so I would be interested to see how that works out in testing. But those are probably the two biggest takeaways for me, at least mechanically. I think the the visuals were pretty awesome too. Yeah, yeah, every, I, oh. yeah go for it. Go for it. <laughs> every, every, you know, everyone's talking about action combat versus uh, you know the tap target, but. I ended up watching that section of the video probably 10 times because I was so busy just loving the environment, looking at the different skills, the, uh, you know, the, the creatures that were out there. Um, so it was like really hard for me to pay attention because, you know, that's what I'm all about. I'm, I'm big into, um, you know, PVE explore exploration, whatnot. Like, um, but I, yeah, I absolutely loved it. Everyone was talking about the volcano and, you know, uh, we haven't talked about the, the castle part yet, but the castle was just beautiful and all the, you know, just the different skills and everything. Um, so, I actually I, I need to go back and rewatch it again so I can actually look at the the, the different types of combat. But um, yeah, that's that's my big takeaway from it. Right on. Uh, what's it called? My only thing with the about action combat and the target targeting made me more speculate how rangers are going to work with their bow and arrows and basically projectiles like wands and. Uh, books uh, spell books mm. because they haven't really showed us that aspect i assume they're still working on it but i would love to see how they're going to implement hitboxes in the game because that's that's a huge thing to tackle when it comes to action combat yeah i agree yeah i would say hitboxes is a huge thing too um i'm just like so i was a little bit concerned at first before watching this watching the live stream um, I was a little bit concerned on how they're going to be able to balance that in terms of like PVP and um, having a system that's one can aim and then one can automatically lock target is a lot different. Um, the advantage in tab targeting over that would be um, immense, you know. Um, but when he was explaining it and how the uh, I guess the abilities are going to work in terms of skilling up. It almost unlocks the ability to become an action or an action type of ability. So I'm thinking um, maybe, and, and vice versa too, like maybe um, this action ability unlocks to become a tab targeting ability, which is cool. Um, and that's a way that they can kind of filter that. But it's a little bit concerning with some abilities just being overpowered in general. So um, they'll have to, they'll have to really work on that. But um, I like the direction that they're going. Cause I like the both systems. Like I thought about why don't we just scrap the whole um, action combat and just do tab targeting traditional MMO style. I would love that. But then I was thinking, I'm like, you know what? I really, really want that, that action combat. You know, I, I don't want to lose that element. So um, if they can incorporate it and balance it to where it's it's fine PvP, because PvE really doesn't matter that much, you know, obviously. Um, but, it, but when players are fighting each other, you know, especially like that's near and dear to my heart too, because I love PvP. So if something is is broken, you know, it's it's not fun, you know. But I don't think that they're gonna release a, a broken game. Yeah, that's something we've learned about Steven over the the years now is that he's uh 
He's very detail oriented and uh, doesn't just, he's not good. You know, there was one thing that they actually said that was, you know, very important. And this is like something I have talked about over and over and over. I've referenced other games I've played and, and sometimes in, you know, in frustration, sometimes in just sheer comparison, because, you know, the biggest mistake I've found over the years as a, as a player, as the consumer, essentially, when you're talking about a game is I have had the biggest issue coming into games and this is, you know, MMOs are no, you know, exception to this to games where the overall foundation, if you will, of the code or the systems just have not been tuned and polished. And then they release. And that foundation is essentially like a cracked foundation. If we want to put it in really colorful explanations. And so with something they said, yeah, then in the games will continue to build on this foundation. And then as they further build upon it, it further cracks. And then you get to a place where, well, you got to trade off something along the way that was placed and lighten the load in some way in order to keep the foundation from completely breaking. And uh, one thing they had said was like, Hey, we we're taking the time. We're willing to take the time to ensure that this foundation, essentially the, the, the fundamental pieces of this game. I think it was Jeff that said it. We want to make sure that we, that everything is working well before moving forward, because right now we're at a point in time where it's not as hard to go and actually work on all of that when down the road it will be. And that was a very important thing for them to say as developers to me, because it speaks to that idea of I've talked about of this cracked foundation and how often I've seen that happen where they build on this foundation that's cracked. So, I mean, that was just one of those little pieces. When you hear it, you're like gold, man. For me as a consumer, that's gold. Yeah. And they start to patch it and then it just kind of keeps cracking and it just falls apart. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen games that I've loved more than I can explain that I want to play still would love to play and can't because that's the problem. Uh, so, but you know, that you're talking about the, uh, the, I saw on chat actually, uh, Magisto was saying he was, was actually discussing the weapon arcs and that was really cool. I like the weapon arcs. That's that every weapon is going to have an arc. And it's funny because I remember way back. It's like, I don't even remember when this was, but Daedalus, I remember we talked about this. Like they released that concept art of how like the staffs and like this arc, uh, like kind of concept art of like weapons and arcs. And I was like, I'm realizing like that was clearly like in the design plans back then too, with some of the weapons. But, you know, it's really cool because as he was like slashing around in that video that we looked at, like you can see the weapon impacting all those things. And that's a function that'll be both in tab or action combat. And that's, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. I don't want to like dig too far in cause I got, I got plenty of places to go right now, but it, the tab target and, and reticle for the right clicking on the target using the reticle, that was important. And I know plate you had said, you know, talking about that, I referenced the elder scrolls online as a, a yeah, game that's, that's a good reference. It is, yeah. yeah, it's a great reference. And I actually really like a lot about uh now to to be fair, in that game, the way that the the reticle and all of that works is very true to what the Elder Scrolls as a game in general has evolved into. Um I how, agree, yeah. Yeah. Uh however, the one thing that's always been like it's always I've always recognized it as being what I consider like an issue 
how that issue's there, I don't know, but I'm not a developer, right? But that the issue is, is all like, you know, you've got the reticle. Now in the Elder Scrolls Online, you that reticle, if you have that reticle on anything, when you're hovering it, like you're you shoot something, it's hitting it. Like if you shoot right. it, it's gonna it's gonna hit it, right? You can tab target, but if you have the reticle pointed on something, it'll still hit it. And one issue I always have is that sometimes I'll tab target something, like I'll have a, a enemy here, right? And I'm tag tab target to the guy back there. And this per this enemy in front, like I'll have the eye set right on the outside of the silhouette of the one that's in between. And the one out there, I've got the eye on and everything. It's not touching the one in between and somehow it'll still manage to go over. So when we talk about that idea of hitboxes, hitboxes, I feel like this is a, again, as a player, as a consumer, one of the things that's always like, ah, that's one of those things I wish wasn't an issue. Um, so the, the, the dynamic between like tab targeting and action and pointing and and utilizing the reticle, I feel like it's it's also a really important piece to to making sure that that system that hybrid system functions smoothly. I suppose. Yeah, the thing is, the thing is, um, like I really love the other scrolls uh, reticle thing, but uh, like what, what I like to do to have fun with it is basically aim at the creature, fire, then do a 360 and see where the arrow goes. <laughs> it goes like a 360 and then it's like, and I'm like. <laughs> it's hilarious, man. How many times have I been pointed at something and it hits a damn rat on the ground? I'm like, come on, man. Oh my God. Man, <laughs> man I'm yeah. telling you. I feel you do, dog. I, right? you. I will say. Yeah, I do. I want to go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 you go. You go. Uh, I was just going to say, um, I, I really how you were touching before i really like how the abilities the the weapon arcs in that and it just adds that that extra level of i guess uniqueness in your abilities because they talked about it too you know like you mm -hmm. got your passive which every every game usually has passives but like a whole tree of passives and the trees are small you know they're not they're not that big but we'll see on how it varies between classes and stuff but the the trees itself though like i love the breakdown in that and, and you can't i'm guessing i don't know if this is true but you can't um skill into everything you know you can't just have right. everything on there so you're gonna you're gonna be um, limited in what you actually want to pick up and what you want to mm -hmm. utilize and stuff like that so um it's really gonna just be a game of trial and error to see like what works for you what toolkit do you want to keep in because um, Jeff was saying, and Steven was saying that it's so cool that the game's going to have tool well, the game's going to have builds, you know, like it's mm -hmm. all about builds and I love builds in a game. I love builds. I think they're great. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like lines that just continuously, they just add shit and then it ends up breaking the whole tree, you know? Um, but I like short and sweet, crisp AI, crisp, um, LAS, crisp hit, hit boxes, you know? So everything mm -hmm. in that that department i think is is going smoothly yeah i don't know man like it was interesting to see that because that's not something i'd seen before not like not really in the way it was showcased and i'd done the pi test like the last time that they had it that they you know put the 4k footage up and all that jazz so like mm -hmm. it was cool to like i felt like i don't know it's just like perception but it actually seemed like the the transition from the tab to action looked I don't know if I'd say quicker, but just somehow smoother 
something about it just seems smoother. I don't know. I can't help but feel like maybe they had worked on it since last time, but I don't know, man. Have to get in there to find oh, out. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, it did. It did seem a lot more polished or yeah, balanced. Yeah, optimized. According, according to people that I know that are not some that played Alpha One as well, mm. they said like it looked a lot smoother than yeah. when they played it as well. So yeah. I assume feedback. they made a lot of tweaks. Uh, so yeah. Um. So. Talking about that, you know, the UI is upgraded. I think, you know, it's something I just got to say as being an advocate for a game and development. It's still pre-alpha, people. It's pre-alpha. So because yeah. it's pre-alpha, it's going to change. Going to change. So when people are seeing it, don't you can't take it at face value. I think this is something that the early access games of it's an unfortunate, cert, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A consequence to the overall gaming industry i feel like is that uh, early access games like you get in there and you get used to like okay this is it i'm playing it like this but then you know games that are in development you see it and you go this is it and then you kind of have a lot of people have this quick judgment of it and uh you know it, it's pre-alpha which means it is going to change a ton by the time this yeah. thing launches which is really great because if you like it already just wait for it give it some time Dude, I I think it's great. Like if they went into beta with this, I'd be happy. You know, Dude. I don't have the highest <laughs> expectations when with MMOs just because of the past, you know, but I mean, how beautiful it is and like how smooth it is. I know it's different once you actually get on the server and stuff like that, but yeah. um, apart from like the reticle, dude, I love the reticle. It's cool, man. And you just hit, and you hit Z, right? The the yeah. The so he said, "Hockey mm -hmm. Z, yeah." I mean, that's mm -hmm. cool. That's real cool. But that's what makes me think like you could tab in between, you know. Mm -hmm. So each ability, and then how's the ability is going to work with uh, their skill ups, and how that maybe it opens See. it up or allows it to do it. Yeah. See, I like I like this this idea though that has always been in a foundational pillar to Ashes of Creation: risk versus reward. And it, it ties into so many things. And this choice of like, I have so many points, I can play them, I can utilize them here. So I can utilize them to level skills up. Now I can place one in skill for rank one, two, three. Some of them have one, two, and three, some don't clearly, but uh, how that's gonna change over time, how many points you have, how many you can select. And the, the real thing that's gonna make theory crafting interesting, I'm, I'm feeling more and more sure of is the augmentation system. Not yes, just, yes, and yes, I, yes. yeah, I don't think even just with your secondary choice that makes somebody a righteous paladin, for example, because obviously, uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> we like, well, I like paladins around here, so I'm going to promote them as much as possible. The other classes are great too, archetypes, combinations, etc. I digress. My point, though, yeah. is that I think I what I'm really curious about is not just how you do like primary secondary class types. It's that additional augmentation that comes into play. That's where I think it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The augmentation is just, it's so, it's so, it's such a cool concept because you're not taking a second class. You're just taking an embodiment of a second class and you're wrapping it into a, an ability in breaking it down and, and reworking that whole ability, you know? Um, it, it also makes me think like how much augmentation the um, social organization 
and the uh, religion and racial even uh, augmentations are going to matter, you know, and like how people will obtain those, you know, whether it's through level, whether mm-hmm. it's through um, ranking up in that certain system. Um, I've heard there's a thieves guild. Is that right? Social yeah. organizations. Yeah. That's part yeah. of the Kickstarter. Uh, what was it called? The, uh, uh, what was it called? The, uh, the, the goals. Yeah. It was the expanded goals or whatever. The stretch goals. Yeah. Thank you. One stretch of the stretch goals. goals. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, from there, dude, I mean, it just, it just takes my mind and takes this thought and like runs with it. Cause the, down the road, they can just keep adding augmentations to keep it fresh, you know, keeping mm-hmm. this game alive in, in just in that little aspect, you know, of your character, not to mention more abilities, more flavor, um, more, more classes if they really wanted to. Um, but yeah, so cool, dude. So cool. Yeah. The thing too, is like we, we here recently around, uh, here in this community of my own, we had been talking, uh, we looked over the religions the orders and the uh you know some of those systems that kind of tie into that like the the structure of augmentation and how that works and yeah and i mean something that they've talked about too is like you know there's like almost like a season for things and things like the you know like caravans for example will tie into that you can rank and then you can get something to augment you've got uh the religious piece which is like you know if you rank up in the highest if you're the highest member of your church, for example, in your religion, yeah. then you can uh, potentially get to a place where during yeah. like, what? That's you. You're going to go religion. What? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Mr. Pally. Look, listen, it sounds great. <laughs> I have contemplated it, but alas, the community, my guild virtue is, is a very much, we, we all choose things together. So I'm just the guy that steers the ship and make sure it functions as is intended. Uh, the community members essentially choose. So, yeah. So what you're telling us, then you're going to the dark place. Is that correct? <laughs> Unholy paladin. Basil, I don't really <laughs> like that stretch. That is a that is beyond a stretch of the truth. All right, my social bunny. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All hail the church of sparkle. <laughs> to be fair, look, is there ever a chance that I could get you to put on bunny ears and a bunny? T- rabbit tail at some point in time like maybe if there's an ash con would you come and cosplay i'm just curious oh, that'd be great. Maybe. Maybe. Right, i like that you're open to the possibilities then i'm open to the possibility of in some reality <clears throat> we call them uh, other servers and that's just i'm open to the uh, potential of another reality going dark side open to it no, no guarantees oh yeah look look in world of i'm War- going dark look i'm look, going heavy dark man listen i i'm not gonna lie i loved my rogan wow and i was dirty when i played him look he was my paladin i could get away with a different character different yeah. life oh i was dirty in those battlegrounds y'all mm. i don't feel bad <laughs> about it i love to play uh role play a little bit too with your character you know yeah, just in the chat or whatever you know just be mm-hmm. gritty you know be a grub <laughs> But going back to the uh, what we were talking about uh, in the Kickstarter, it's called so- social organizations. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thieves Guild, Scholars Academy, and Traders Company. Yep. Um, what's it called? Oh, okay. It's also very intriguing mm-hmm. how, like Daedalus looked at the whole trees and how it's segmented to passives and skills and armor. Um, well, what armor are you equipped? 
will those passives also be shown in this in these three um, class trees and passives? How it has its own different column, maybe uh, on the character. That would, that would be really interesting to see. Um, you mean like a buff or an aura if you have a certain passive? You mean? Yeah, it's either that or like in the skill tree, like it expands depending on which uh, company you go to, and oh, and okay. you get to see new passives <clears throat> added to it. It doesn't have to show you like uh, in, like it. An example in Elder Scrolls Online, you would you would have like uh, the racial skill tree uh, for elves, for example, like it has uh, Hawkeye or. Like, uh, sure, basically gives you extra range and all these things. So, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just a comment in chat that you just can't TL. What is going on? You've been so, like, just yeah, Henri lately. I don't know what to say. TL is usually like way more controllable lately. She's just been really Henri, man. She's like the bunny, the sparkle, and the baby powder meet in a bar. And I'm like, really? What is this? <laughs> Hey, let's get back on. I know. Let's get back on this one point, though. I, I, my ADD. I'm sorry, I had an ADD moment there. But when we were talking about the religious organization, so if you rank up in your church, uh, a couple of the possibilities are augmentation. For example, will change the appearance of uh, how the skills could look. So it's like a further augmentation level of your primary, secondary class, and then this augments it, but it gives it like that flavor. Uh, you know, potentially I've thought, okay, so like maybe your deity, some element that looks like, you know, has elements of your deity to it. But there's also right. for like node sieges or something, you could get a skill, uh, a skill bar. So those are some mm -hmm. of the examples. So I'm really curious to see comparatively how you how something like the thieves guild or whatever might end up right yeah makes yeah. you think like because I'm, I'm i'm thinking like how much does it augment the ability is is the secondary class like the biggest augmentation to the abilities and then any augmentations further are just like partial to that or are they they the equivalent or or what's going on with that so i mean I guess time will tell to see what's yeah. going on. So another tie-in just for food for thought, because this is a good place to go on this one, is when we think about those ideas of how <laughs> when we think about those high ideas of how uh, the religious org works, like how your your ranking in that would work, like unlocking a skill tree, uh, augmenting flavor to your skills, etc. Like comparatively, I wonder, and I I could see how with the thieves guild, for example. Because you know about the Guild Wars, right? So during Guild Wars, what happens? Like, well, there are some objectives. Now, we know that the determining objectives, like if the Guild, for example, let's say a Guild, and this is, we're sidestepping here, but this is totally relevant, I promise. But for example, uh, if a Guild's really well accomplished, right? Their Guild Freeholder Hall that is out there could potentially be like a fortress, could be really difficult to like penetrate that because they've accomplished a lot in the game. This is something that's, you know, it's right. there. It's a fact. If you've accomplished a lot, there'll be a certain like level of difficulty to taking out your hall. So some of the objectives for those guild wars, one of them actually is talking about like getting in and either taking something, taking out a member. I could see how if you're ranked up high in like the thieves organization, for example, that potentially you might get a set of skills that help you to accomplish those tasks, even 
against like a really well off guild hall. Like in my mind, that's just where I've gone. It would make total sense right. if so. It's just if a cool idea. You get the uh, benefits too yeah. of being smaller. <laughs> I don't know because they said because they said um, like it's not more or less strength in numbers, but strength in quality, kind of. Mm-hmm. So whether whether guilds band together in that alliance type to be able to, I guess, siege those castles and whatnot. Um, Cause they, they do get different combat abilities, right? That's mm-hmm. all through the military node. Yeah. The, military node. So that's what I'm thinking. Like, will, will military nodes be the harder ones to penetrate or the guilds that are part of a military node be harder ones to penetrate? It makes sense. I mean, it would, but then you think that the scientific and then what, what comes with that and what they could add, you know, like they could add a whole different element to the, to the game magic, you know? Or just better equipment, better everything. You know, as I say often, research. You know, we, we only know what we know. We don't know a whole lot in the grand scheme of things, you know? So know. <laughs> it's like, but there's it's a cool lot to think there, about. Though. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of info out there. I mean, when I was going and I was gathering lore, I mean, I remember they were talking about the apocalypse lore and I thought like, okay, these, these quests that we saw weren't really there. I mean, they, they sat down a live stream and said, here's lore. Now, a lot of people, I think disregarded that, right? Because they thought so many people were like, Oh, we don't want to, we don't care about APOC. Right. I think that happened a lot, but if you go back and look at the lore as an example of information, those, some of those, like some of those, like little snippets of story are pretty elaborate, pretty well, thought out like the details like when you go and take bits and pieces of details you start to get elements of talking about the the you know the um the war of the undying and stuff you get elements of that you talk about the harbingers and you talk about their appearance and how they impacted things and you talk about when the harbingers were there as these entities you know as they'd impacted the planet before everyone had left you know you get a lot of elements across the board that are just they're just tied in, in in random places. And if you're willing to go look in the node discussion, you know, the PVP discussion, bounty hunters, all this stuff, if you're willing to just collect it and look at it, there's actually quite a bit there. It's just spread out. Right. Yeah. 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 Cause it happened. The apocalypse was on a different planet, right? The apocalypse was on Vera, right? So Vera oh, is the planet we go to, but the reason we're not on it when the game starts is because and I say we, my avatar, my character, apologies, I get into it too. A little RP, I can't help it. But the point is, is that everyone escaped this calamity that befell the planet. And the goddess of creation or the, the Phoenix avatar, which is the avatar of the the goddess of creation. Right. Uh, yeah. I remember them saying that. Yeah. And a great sacrifice was able, you know, but the gates were shut and not everybody went in. We don't know exactly why they were shut. Like I have oh, okay. a, a really gnarly, yeah. hopeful theory, and and I'm hoping this is the case, is that maybe one what of the, well, I'm hoping one of the bad, not for the, not for the the sake of I like bad things happen happening to good people, but for the sake that it would That's make for, it would make a very interesting story, wouldn't it? If these the harbingers, like you know, the, carrying the others and the ancients, right? Those three bad gods and those that original race that was created. What if we talked about this last time with the mist here too? What if when they fell, 
you know, the all the creatures, all the corruption, you know, spawned all this all this stuff, the behemoths, etc. Plants taken out, the god of goddess of creations helping people to escape, and a bad god kills it, the Avatar. He takes it out. Yeah. Because don't know where it was at. It's fun yeah. to think about it. Who knows? It's fun to think about it. Especially when we find out down the road who's crazy ideas might have been right that'll be fun yeah i know i mean they might even what's cool too is like if they're open to the community they might use some of the uh lore pieces i guess that that fans and stuff right you know they get ideas off of i've heard that happen in the past with devs and whatnot of drawing some things but yeah. That gets me hyped, man, because they they haven't even released some of the gods yet, right? Three of the gods that got exiled. Yeah. They, uh-huh. they haven't really talked about them, right? Yeah, and some of the ones know. we know about, we just know that like they embody this element. We know that they embody right. like elements of the universe and feelings also. So it's like, oh man, I'm sorry yeah. you guys. I'm nerding so hard right now. I can't help it. I love, I love <laughs> this stuff. <laughs> yeah. What do you what'd you guys think of the castles and stuff like that? Yeah, next point. Yeah. Castle siege is a quarter of the size of Right? What they really gonna be, y'all? What fourth of the world? I heard I thought that was insane, dude. That's gonna be epic. Yeah, that, that it's gonna take a huge portion. Huge portion. I mean, I'm I was it was pretty cool to showcase it. You know, that was just an idea I think they were trying to outline. I mean, my number one takeaway was that damn prismatic beam. If I'm really, really honest, that thing was like, Dang. yeah, that's that's a cool. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. What? I, I watched that like 50 times in a row. I just kept. <laughs> seconds, 50 what do you, well? What do you guys think of the like how the NPCs are going to occupy the castle before you even Love go it. into it? Like. Like a yeah, raid ball. requires a raid. Yeah, that was yeah, fantastic. dude. Yeah, how cool is that? Dude? So, I I like go on, Faisal. No, you go. go. go, go, go. Okay, okay. So, I I love the idea that we have to take these because these NPCs are a part of the they're the antagonists of the story too, and so are the gods, the the bad gods, right? The others and the ancients. These are the primary antagonists of the story. So like taking them out at the keep like i think it would be cool if like we take them out they go and they like fall back and then maybe they're in some dungeon later like you know that we have to go after them totally cool uh i mean server first situation for sure right uh but on top of that even world first situation idols yeah love that we can go and have to take them out in order to claim them my secondary question to you all though because i talked about this with my my own community but what do you all Mm -hmm. think about the fact that it's the highest damage on the boss that determines the winner of the keep for the community like the guild like contesting Mm -hmm. like the person that Uh, like the group that takes it the guild that takes it is going to be the highest damage on that boss i think isn't it a uh, 60-40 in the 60s for the first taggers? Uh, I didn't hear him I'm say that, sure. but yeah, I know he's talking about on the, the boss, inside of the boss. I would love that, man. I would love that. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that only just like, it's like, who do, who do you fight? Do you fight the guild that's trying to contest you, or do you fight 
the grade boss that's going to just probably wipe you guys all, you know? <laughs> yes. So I, I don't, in that given situation, <laughs> you're going to want to pull your hair out. Imagine that. Exactly. Well, well, joy. Yeah. Faisal, I want to know what you had in mind too, though, for your, you know, so I had I had one thought when they were trying to take the castle is basically when they started like taking over the castle they they went three versus one they just focused on that one instead of it be like it didn't feel like a castle it felt like a normal raid um like where you just focus on one NPC at a time um in other MMOs but according to your question. If it's getting like there's there's three scenarios in mind when it comes to who gets the keep, well by the damage that is being output by the two party. First is basically both parties start at the same time and they reach at the same time, so it's a matter of who does the most damage, which is clear, which is fine, because you have the scenario of okay, it's either attack the boss or I attack the other players. Scenario two is having let's say uh, the first party goes in um and and they rush to the boss do the npcs then spawn back or can the second group come after them from behind and just go straight to the boss and just they're able right. to wipe out that enemy like group and just t take the boss out and they can claim it mm. um the third scenario would be basically the same. It's basically like scenario two, but the first group had already done a lot of damage, but uh, group two has eliminated them. So they've done like 30% of the damage. And no, I would, I would think that that would reset. Mm. I would think it would think reset. That. Yeah. For sure. The entire boss of HP to reset or um or it or it fills back up, yeah, after a certain point. Mm -hmm. That could that be my yeah. guess. Cause then you could just and it's also too like, can you just zerg the shit out of it, you know? Mm. Two, two two guilds say they're not friendly, but they could just correlate to kill it, you know, and first one whoever goes goes, you know, and they can just go in and just zerg the whole thing with two guilds. Mm. Yeah, but, that could uh, be a thing. but I think your scenarios are good, man. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I, I see the concerns in chat about like feeling like it might lead to Zerg mechanics to take the keep too. I think that the tagging system on this though, there was also and <sighs> wasn't prepared for where we're going with this, but I wouldn't say wasn't it was it the last live stream or was it actually one of the interviews? There's been so much. Uh, but I do remember a point someone in my community brought up about uh, those public dungeons, essentially the open world dungeons and how the deeper in you go, like the more difficult it gets. And one of the questions one of my community member had was well, what happens if someone comes in and kills you and then they start taking those, those like bosses in the dungeon, how does that change? And I kind of, I kind of wonder if we're talking about like a similar you know what I mean? Like I'm seeing yeah, two pieces that could tie into the same, like maybe design that they're working on here. It's like flagging with PVP because it's yeah. your auto. You know? Yeah. 
<clears throat> it's gonna be interesting know. to see where they go. Like, I mean, at some point they're gonna have definite, you know, they're gonna give us a, the straight straight talk and the information exactly how that all works because we'll have it. Mm-hmm. You know. And again, if it doesn't test well, yeah, they're gonna. I mean, it, it's inevitable. Yeah. Are you yeah, guys in the true. alpha test? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the first one. No. Yeah. Not the pre-alpha, but. I'll be in the alpha. Okay. Yeah, I'll be interested because I don't know if we're under NDA for the first well, one. Well, um, the the way yeah. that it's been going, like Steven's been pretty good about like what he'll do is we'll like do testing and then he'll usually be like, okay, you there's like a visual NDA, but you can share your experiences. He's done that. Right. I I'm I don't know. I feel like he's done that almost every time, and I've been doing this since like yeah. the end of 2017. So, uh, so far he has not you know, ever not done that. So he's usually been pretty right. good about, it. but, but it could change. I could change, but you know, if we were to go on past and present, like working, like kind of uh, expectations, that's kind of how it's gone up until now. So, you know, but I think it's Steven, good too. And we can do that. Steven has done NDA for every test, yeah. but when it came to APOC uh, and it was released to steam, that's when it was, yeah. Actually, open. even before even before Steam, it, yeah. it had a, like an open period where you you were able to stream it. Um, mm-hmm. Alpha Zero was completely NDA. I think we can talk about it now. Now, I'm really sure. Yeah, he it was yeah. well after yeah. though. Nobody was able to take pictures and videos, and nobody nope. thought of it really. So, and plus, seeing Alpha Zero isn't that big of a deal to begin with. Yo, like we have way, way cleaner builds now. <laughs> um, pre-alpha, like Sim is able to talk about it, but he's unable to show anything up until and now. Alpha yeah, alpha I mean they do they do a good deal of sharing, anyways. You know, yep. they're really on top of it as as developers, which is nice. You know, you look at some companies, and I won't name names, but um that are coming out they're like showing they, they're so scared to show their game off and i'm like guys it's the new thing people want to see behind the things it's a whole different experience for the player you know mm-hmm. and that's a good way to invest you know you get to see but i get like showing it off too early and whatnot so. i i've got to read this from chat holy hell this is awesome i just it's just awesome horrendous said ask some more do you think that the tree in the background, which we see here on stream, right? This comes back from like, they, they released this around the time of the APOC and I just freaking love it. But we've seen the tree and it looks like it's bleeding or dropping like lava or something. And there's embers kind of coming off. He said, do you think that tree is the goddess of creation before she rises? Remember the old logo where there are oh, yeah, tree yeah, roots. Yeah. True. Oh yeah. It could be. I wow. That's a, okay, that's okay, cool. Okay. If Great that was idea. the case, one of the evil gods are a windmill that's on flames. <laughs> if that was the case, or <laughs> nice. could be like that essence you were talking about of what's in those gods or in that god. Right? Yeah. Maybe. It, I that is that tree has intrigued me for so long since I first saw its concept art. I have I've yeah, been so curious about that, and there's been. I don't think there's been, I mean, if anybody can find it, please holla at your boy here. But I, I have no reference about why that is like that and what it's there for yet. I haven't heard anything. 
So if you find anything, send it my way, friends, because I'd love to. I have not. I've actually searched for it, too, and I haven't been able to. That wind, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It definitely the only thing I me. Phoenix, but I don't know what the tree. Man, who knows though? That's trippy. It's, it's like cool. instead of an egg, it's a it's a tree, and then it just like just pops right. out of it. Recreation is yeah. the tree. tree. Yeah, that's cool, dude. That's awesome. So yeah, going back to the uh, talking about the the uh, goalposts for they had mentioned, hopefully having castle sieges maybe towards the end of like alpha one that's dude right that's crazy yeah because they said it'll be on an island right everything is going to be oh, separated yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what they said mm-hmm. yeah um i'm interested to see too like because they were saying i i hope that the the content in the castle is going to be high tier raid oh high tier yeah so it's fucking hard to beat you yeah know? and it's dangerous and all that so mm-hmm. not any average guild can just go in there and just take it you know um also the other cool thing they mentioned was the caravans in the the npc yeah. caravans that go in between right. each node and carry back all the tax money that's a big one. that was Whoa. a new <laughs> that was brand new man i was like what like whoa what steal that shit oh talk about (laughs) talk about meaningful conflict man y'all getting robbed (laughs) yeah right jolith and me will be over here robbing you guys and you're taking back all the good people's tax money for yourselves see you just you just robbing me robin hood the only thing you'll be finding is fish okay that's funny man um yeah yeah, it was it's one cool. of the that was one of the reference points. I heard that and I was just like, "What?" I was out of my mind. I was like, "Dude, talk about it. you yeah. want you don't want them like, oh yeah, you want to keep that keep, huh? I don't think so, Mm-mm. right?" So <laughs> and it go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say too. With we talked about caravans, it's something that I was thinking about was so we know that they talked about the caravans having modular designs and components. I wonder how this is going to play into like, is this going to be that what that money truck, you know, you see rolling down the road, that armored vehicle of caravans and how's that going to play into being able to having to take it out versus a players. Dude, please. Yes. I hope man. I mean, I I like how they said that there's going to be quests attached to it as well, right? Like, I think so. I think I remember hearing that too. Yeah. So it's going to be the incentive too. You'll be gaining experience on that on that front as well. Um, But it's also cool too because, like, didn't they say the um, the tax money also goes to the keep for for upkeep or the castle for upkeep, but also like percentage of the tax money goes straight to the guild's vault or bank. It's got to be a lot of money. I feel like that's going to be a massive payout, man. Dude. You don't want them to have it. Rich get richer type of thing, right? Well, unless you got a whole lot of Robin Hoods out there like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Create an alliance. Dude, 100%. Like, seriously. And you know what? It's an NPC-controlled caravan. This is like an open world raid group right there, man. Like, I mean, 
you know, the keep, obviously they're going to automatically be flagged as defenders. It's like, dude, I mean, all of these things, like I get it. It's not like <clears throat> this isn't the kind of dynamic we've ever seen in a game before, but yeah, it, it really helps to, to frame out just how many different things will be going on for the players just as the world functions as it is intended. So aside from content releases, I mean, you've got plenty going on so far. I mean, imagine all the things we don't know. It's like, dude. Which makes me wonder, Sim. Yes? The caravans that are coming from uh, lower level nodes, will they have as strong caravans and the number of guards of the metropolis nodes? Oh, Good point. When transported, uh, based yeah, on the node good... of origin and what level it was, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. Like yeah. you wouldn't need as much people to raid those caravans to 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 steal that money. Like it, it would also be like it's a it would be very good for people that don't like really big groups and you don't really need to, a guild to take over these caravans since the taxes and the payout isn't as huge as the the nodes that transport to the metropolis node dude yeah and like tavern saying too depending on the mayor of the node and what they decide to upgrade too that's a big contributing factor to that node yeah, right like be a risk for... go ahead go ahead no go ahead I was all risk, I mean, versus reward here, right? How much they're wanting to invest versus what's the value of the caravan. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be that's an interesting point, right? Is you can beef up the guards, right? So, I, I could uh, imagine just depending on well, it, what's interesting is I like the fact that there's things that are initiated without necessarily um, a player initiating them. So, there is still opportunity um, to, to ship like like in this case, tax mm-hmm. dollars between nodes, but also you have that option as a player to initiate a caravan. So I'd be interested to see what the value of, like the max value of a player caravan could potentially be versus one with the NPCs. And and, and also, again, right, what, what different things are going to do to motivate it? Is it just going to be value? Is it going to be value versus... The difficulty, I mean, I think how are we going to really assess that? Or we're just going to say, you know, YOLO and just go attack a caravan and see what happens. Man, you know, this like brings into, it kind of brings into into this point of view too of like, uh, you know, that when you look at sieging keeps and the dynamics around what's made siege is fun for maybe any of you. I don't know if you all have uh, all engaged in those types of mechanics in the game before. Uh, but I guess kind of we'll go around here. We'll start Daedalus at Faisal, Jolith, and Plate. What are some of your favorite sieges maybe you've participated in? Or even if you've not and you've kind of seen an example of something that looked really good or was really fun? I mean, I would have to say Dark Age of Camelot was a big one for me. And they mentioned that actually on the stream, if, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, or somewhere. I heard it somewhere recently. Um, Dark Age of Camelot was fun. I mean, it was definitely like, you know, two FPS. Um, there was no optimization when you had those really large groups, but it was really cool to have that large group experience and kind of have Realm Wars. Um, so I kind of see this um, in a very similar fashion um, in terms of 
you know, what their mechanics are. And, and definitely not only that, there isn't just one place to do it now. There's multiple places to do it. You can go, you know, you can go fully into a castle siege. You can do it in an open world dungeon. You can do it in a caravan. There's so many options as a player, uh, as, you know, Faisal mentioned to do that i think it's it's fantastic right they, they give you that experience just about anywhere you want to go in the world and and i think that that's really good and i can say that and and personally i'm not a pvp nut at all i love pve you know i will choose that anytime every time over pvp but now with ashes of creation i'm actually i'm considering it much more as a balanced type of play for me um, to, to PvP more, to learn about those mechanics because it's just so interesting versus, you know, where some games are out there and your only opportunity really for any PvP is a battleground, right? That um, yeah. is lopsided. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this feels like there's a lot more choice and there's a lot more in, interesting mechanics to kind of help you make a, a decision to, to do something and it'd be fun and it not be a waste of time versus some other games where I feel like that's the case, that it does feel like a waste of time. Yeah, just to be clear, I want to make sure that that question, I mean, we're still going around here, but that question is also posed to any of you that are listening to this, watching this, you know, you're listening to it and you don't, you don't watch it live or, or catch it on like YouTube, you definitely can join Discord, you and whatever. I, I want to hear as many people's feedback as I possibly can get. I want to know what like your good times have been. What about you, Faisal? I've I've tested like it's not that I've tested. I've tried Elder Scrolls Castle Sieges. And I I would say they're pretty decent. Honestly, me personally, I didn't really as enjoyed it as I would expect. Because one is because we had like the only problem with Elder Scrolls was I had like a fleet of siege weapons outside the like fort of some sort that we just bombarded with one wall and it took us like 10 minutes just to destroy it with a fleet i'm like oh, okay <laughs> and second of all i was a dumbass because after destroying that wall i charged in as the first guy and got shattered on <laughs> <laughs> so you were you were that guy that poor Yes. Poor unfortunate I was, I was soul. Leroy Jenkins, All right. I mean, I appreciate. I can. I can respect that you own it, man. Honestly. So, what about you, uh, Julie? Oh, what, Faisal? So, Do you have something else to say, Faisal? Sorry, sorry about that. I only. I. It's fine. Um, I've only heard about Guild Wars two sieges where, and a lot of people seem to enjoy them. So. Yeah. That, that's the only thing I can say. About Cool, Jolith. Yeah, I um, I've never really participated in anything like that. I mean, like I said at the beginning of the stream, like I'm a big book nerd, so I could describe some to you from, the, from books. <laughs> but um, not like I, I played Diablo two for like ten years straight. There's nothing like that nice. in Diablo. Um, I played a game called Conquer Online. I've literally never talked to anyone else that's even heard of that game. And the Guild War was set up as a siege, but like, you know, nothing to the extent of, of stuff you guys have played. Um, but again, you know, th this game's going to be completely different when it comes out. I mean, they've incentivized participating in PvP, even though, again, you know, I'm, I'm more about exploration and the environment and 
and stuff like that. So I'm excited to learn. I'm excited. I mean, if we uh, talk about this again in the next couple of years, I'll, I'll have some stories for you. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sure we'll be talking about this in the next couple of years and then some. Uh, what about you, Plate? So I was just looking up Guild Wars Two Siege. I, I remember playing Guild Wars Two, but I don't think I did the sieges. Um, they look awesome though. But I, I did. Uh, my sieges probably come from recently. Actually, I did uh, Mountain Blade. They have like a, a siege type of battle mode in the PvP that was really really fun. And you can like jump on the trebuchets. You can jump on the the big ballistic uh, crossbows. Um, and that was really good. Like, I mean, the players player set kind of died out now, but when it was live and when it was good, you know, it was popular. That was really fun. You know, I think that they they got that down really well with the optimization, even though it was in a beta state at the time. But um, and then recently, I've just been playing New World, and I've played that siege, and it was awful <laughs> i'll just leave it at that but it, it wasn't good you know very laggy and, and whatnot but um in terms of like the mechanics i feel like they could have improved upon it um and still have like a ways to go but uh i feel castle sieges in ashes is just going to be next level man it's going to be super next level there's going to be so much to do and so much different i don't know who's going to like lead it whoever's leading it um they're going to they're going to almost have to like invest majority of their time doing that stuff but um, i just hope that the uh abilities cuz how the abilities work and like how you can place abilities on the ground and they have like a big theatrical um visuals and particle effects all come up when everybody's doing that you know it's just like screen overload and, and too much so if they can tone that down and refine it to where it's minimal or you can turn that stuff off then that's okay but um yeah i think it's gonna be great all right can uh i'm just gonna go ahead and i'm I'm gonna say the elder scrolls online but that's probably the only game i've really focused on sieging in but i also know that 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 system is has a lot of the dark age of camelot people were were on board for that so they part of the reason that it was also designed that way uh Faisal? Yes. Um, and I feel like you're wanting some attention right now. You you picked up <laughs> something and put it on your head. You you want to share? What's up, bud? Oh, how's it going? <laughs> how's it going there? Is, what is that? Is that a stuffed animal or an action figure? Yes. What is that? Oh, it's a stuffed animal. Would you like to share yes. what kind of stuffed animal that is, friend? And it what its is, name is? It's okay. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> It's a cat. Can you not see? It's a cat. Um, can you tell me why there's a cat on your head? A stuffed animal cat on your head? I don't know. It just winded up there. All right, cool. Well, thank you for sharing, friend. Okay. So as we were talking about the live stream, there was a, they shared some more concept art and we got to see a look at the, we got to take a look at the do near walls, uh, which is right. the, dude, that was a hundred percent in my opinion, that looked like the walls at the gate of that Metropolis level do near like Metropolis that they, they showed us. And it's just such a really cool art piece. We actually uh, had zoomed in on that a while back. And I was like, oh my God, I can actually see so much in this image. But that totally looked like the inside of the front gates. So I was like, dude, nice. 
It's just so adorned, man. It's so it's so dwarf. You know, it's so dwarven. You know, it feels like it. It gives me some straight up Lord of the Rings vibes, man. Doesn't it? So much. It does. And I love. And I love the architecture for Lord of the Rings so much, dude. Yeah. Like I was watching Lord of the Rings again this weekend in my abundance for time, but I like to live in a fantasy world. So I put myself to sleep. Everybody don't judge. It's fine. <laughs> don't get a whole lot of time. To but, me, dude, some of, some of the, uh, one of the main reasons why I love the concept art so much is because you know, seeing the different races aesthetics really helps like build up the lore for them too. Yeah. Like, and, and I know you're a lore guy. I'm getting into it now because, you know, yeah. book nerd, but, um, Sweet. Yeah, like the, um, I mean, even even the the brazier and the the bookcases. I mean, we haven't gotten to that yet, but no. just just seeing the different aesthetics, it just kind of just like puts you puts you on the world of air and just kind of helps you. You just like helps you navigate through it's, it. Yeah, gives you a feel, doesn't it? Really. Yeah, it does. And the the dunier walls, the the braziers, the the bookcases. Got to see the female dwarf model. Yep. Dude, I mean those lanterns are what the barrels of fire, almost the whatever they're called. Brazers, yeah. Brazers, yeah. yeah. Um, dude, they're great. Yeah, they're very intricate too. You know, like as each stage progresses, you know, it's it's really really cool to see the um uh, the quality come to life. You know, like I even like it in in its node three to four stage. You know, I'm happy with that. You know, yeah. Thank you. Going five six, I'm like, oh my god, dude! Achieving a metropolis as a guild will just be next level. Yeah, agreed. Um, I'm gonna be really honest. Like, I my 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 character is probably gonna be Imperian Paladin. Like, that's probably oh, gonna yeah? be the path. Yeah, that's probably gonna be the path. It, it kind of ties into like me the whole imperial the whole imperial thing, and it, it goes back to like some historical perspectives. But my my point is is I actually really like the Dunier architecture so much more comparatively from what I've seen now. And I'm like, I'm probably going to that city. Dude, it looks so nice. It feels so Lord of the Rings. I love it. Yeah. It's a really like work of art, dude. Looking at that. Even going back to the castle, the castle looks freaking awesome. You know, Mm -hmm. imagine you're, is they didn't they say that the uh, metropolises are going to be unique to whatever node they are? So they're going to really have to build a metropolis for every node. So we'll have to see on that. But like uh, a dwarven, a dunier city built on a frost node in the middle of the mountains versus one that's built um, on the west continent in in the uh, grass areas will just be like next level. Just to see the difference in that. Oh yeah, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this this comment from chat from Hypotheos. Welcome in, friend. As always, uh, it says I think what will make sieges awesome in AOC will be a system where fighting is uh, compartmentalized into different areas, where it just doesn't become one big cluster F or Zerg in one area, but instead a more control point area focused system. This would help performance a lot and also allow different play styles, levels, and classes to feel useful and involved in their own unique ways. I love that. Love that. Totally feel that, man. Outstanding. Yeah. All. I mean, I know we've got a, we've got a, a little bit of a time window here because Plate's going to be 
got a certain time yeah, frame for today. I got a dip in about 10 minutes, but yep. um, yeah. We are on track. You guys have to continue. I, I will just change the camera angle and I will be AFK. So you no guys worries. know. Yeah. So looking at the Dunier architecture, I would I, I would 100% take the, some of those images and throw them up on the wall. I like them that much. No kidding. Mm-hmm. But talking about a couple of the last bits here, re- reflecting on the live stream, the turtle. <laughs> I got to talk I was about gonna say that. The, oh, turtle. Yeah. the turtle. Yeah. What do anybody you think? jump on in i dude i love that guy so much <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean the, the animations they're doing i mean that they showed i just everyone got me more and more excited like totally it's like they're giving these these like creatures so much life it's like i can't even imagine it and and even I'm, I'm pretty sure there's not even all the full effects on it but even this first pass was just fantastic dude it was awesome Sim, do you scratch the buddy thing? I want to be a turtle. <laughs> That's <laughs> easy. Turtle. Nin- Ninja turtle Fazel. Got it. Roger that. Yeah, you got to get a shell costume. For Dude. That. Hey, with, with an RGB back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. That's yeah. funny. Someone's got a cosplay. Red, green, blue, like different. Yeah. In a future Ashcon, man, somebody's going to totally like. Dude, yeah. that dude, like. It that turtle was so cool, man. I I love seeing like how it struggled when it jumped and then landed. Yeah. You're like, oh, you're like, oh, little oh, dude, well, you got this, you got this. When it tucks in its shell. Yeah, I was, I was watching kid. the initial art and I thought it was just going to be like a little pet, you know. And then and then they cut to you know it it's a it's a mount and I was like, oh my god, I'm in love. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. Did yeah. you guys see how it could swim too? It like it had that swim animation. Yeah. So you know that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know some people like even in chat saying the grunting while running is too much. It'll probably tune it down. It's just overall the animations take the sounds away. The the animations were just fantastic. It was fantastic. It seems like such a little thing to love, but in World of Warcraft, I I enjoyed the turtles in that game, but they never really quite hit it. And his big ass neck. He's like stretches his neck up, and I was like, "Whoa, know, dude. Yeah. that was great! That was excellent." Yeah, I like the galaxiness, like in the shell. It's like it's got a, uh, it's got like its own uh, crystallization in the shell, but it's of the galaxy, dude. That's that's really really cool on cool. an art front. Yeah, I regret not buying the cosmetic now. Oh, I can <laughs> see that. That it seems like that just on the inside hurts your little. Social bunny heart, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's fair. I can understand that. I didn't. I, I missed out on it too. I don't know why. That was one of them I probably would have wanted to have. But important point. That's what the. I feel like that's a good, you know, character mesh for the turtle in game. It's awesome. And you use that for so many other models. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Absolutely. That All is right. true. So a cue final or a quick final few uh, notes. I got an idea of like what you know some coastal no uh, development might look like because that was like a little village there um some people in the community noted weapon reach being curious about weapon reach uh some people thought that tab targeting would be interesting to like utilize just holding right click to activate um then some people were mentioning uh uh yeah they like the turtle they don't like the turtle but um mm-hmm. i think some people actually said they didn't feel i think tlf might have been one of the ones that said this no no uh no harm in this, but uh, saying didn't feel like it was as good as the concept art. Um, 
but that does kind of tie into like you know uh the points that people make like they they don't really always know if they they're they would want it because they don't know what it'll look like you know really so it's understandable but um in wrapping up it was really awesome getting to know a couple new members here in the community we're we're continuing to do that around here trying to make it trying to fit more people in onto the the show uh here on Sundays that we've been doing but um you know keep in mind friends that uh doesn't matter like if you're a creator or not a member of the community if you're interested in joining the show you can always just hit me up in discord man uh I'm open to chatting with anybody about ashes very community focused here in the Pathfinder show in the greater ashes of creation ashes fam uh Faisal's getting kind of low friends so uh, final thoughts, anybody, anything we, we might've missed out on anything you want to make sure you kind of mention that we might've, you may not have, uh, gotten out. You want to make sure you chat about before we kind of wind this down. Yeah. Hit it for me. Right on. It all. all right. Well, Daedalus, why don't you go in and let everybody know your domains and where they can find you and where you reign in the greater ashes community creation community. Cool. Yeah. You can find me on the Twitterverse at at Ash, the Ashen Herald, and you can also find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash seek slash Ashen Herald. Right on, Faisal. You guys can find me on Twitch as Faisal108 and at Twitter as Bagel108. Right on, Jolith. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shill a little bit. Um, yeah, you can find me on both Twitch and Twitter at Jolith Gaming. Um, you know, we have a great community so far, but we're definitely looking to expand. So um, stop on by. We just do a lot of open discussions, predictions, um, you know, whether it be class, archetypes, uh, augments, whatever the case may be. If you want, uh, if you got something to talk about, come talk about it. Right on plate. Yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter. I, I have a uh, gaming channel, so you can find me at uh, it's Brimstone Gaming, but on Twitter it's it's Gaming Brins, Brimstone. Twitter's so stupid about the URLs, man, and mm-hmm. getting the handles and whatnot. But um, uh, Gaming Brins, Brimstone on Twitter, and then also you can check me out on Twitch. We go live on Tuesday, Thursday, uh, Saturdays. Um, right now I'm in the middle of I just had a baby, so um, <laughs> my my schedule's a little little funky right now, but I'll get back to it. But that's typically what we're going to be streaming mm-hmm. at, um, mainly Ashes. I do do a few other games, but uh, plate underscore op is my Twitch handle, so you can go go ahead. I'll I'll link it in chat and stuff like that, so you guys will have it. But thank you. Awesome, and uh, I'm gonna shout out everybody here. Always check out the Pathfinders that join the show. You all are you all honor me. You're very gracious to me. You hang out almost every day that I'm doing this stuff, and much love to everybody here. Congratulations on the new kiddo, by the way. Um, thank you sir welcome and uh everybody you can follow this show twitter at yeah at ashes pathfinder on twitter uh you can send in some mail at ashes pathfinders gmail.com you can call in and leave a message like our fellow uh pathfinder horrendous did today at 1-539-664-6801 join us here every sunday 5 p.m cdt i'm gonna shout out my uh community podcast called looking for more on thursdays 5 p.m cdt anybody that's interested in joining that show or this one just hit me up and friends always a pleasure much love for the ashes fam pathfinders we'll see you next week and until next time have a great week cheers take it easy y'all